I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. The one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. We got Ranch. We got Zanch. And that's Zanch. it. That's all we need. Zanch, <laughs> the, yes. The one-two combo. The one-two combo. That's that's yeah. how you, that's how we do it here, boys and girls. Shout out to all you real ones who caught the Zanch meme. Y'all, y'all, y'all are the best. <laughs> that was, yeah. If you made it to the very end of the podcast last episode, uh, you got a little special, special treat. Little um, bonus meme, as we like little, to call around here. Little bonus meme, yeah. Do not steal. That's our original idea. Emoji. Hell yeah. Hey, so kids. today on another YouTube podcast, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about. Um, wait, what was our topic again? <laughs> YouTube burnout, my guy. <laughs> there it is. Zach was so burned out, he forgot the topic. There it is. It's yeah, a bit. That's the <laughs> he bit. totally wasn't. He totally didn't. Just forget right before. <laughs> that's great. Uh, YouTube burnout. It's a it's a trend lately uh, for people to get burned out. Not on purpose, of course, but, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of people talking about it currently, so we figured we'd throw our hat in the ring. And, uh, so we get that good SEO. Exactly. <laughs> the title. Exactly. I can I can just put like uh, you know some of these bigger YouTuber names in the title and be like, yeah. Jake Paul is burning out on YouTube. Find He'll out why. Quit. No, I'm He'll never quit. <laughs> that boy will keep making videos till we die. He will. He will. He'll be laughing at us. He's, he's on that YouTube grind. But first, mm-hmm. we got a little bit of uh, YouTube news. Whoa. Yeah. How crazy Whoa. is that? Not another week on YouTube? That's coming. To heck? That's coming. But first, we got a little bit of YouTube news. So, okay. Do me a little news jingle then, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 news! <laughs> Good. YouTube. Great job. I have no music for this podcast, and it's it's a mistake on my part because... Well, you just made some right there. I guess Came I'm lazy. I, I mean, I could... <laughs> I could record my, my voice doing some really dumbass shit for this podcast, but then it wouldn't be as professional as it is. What if right. for every topic transition, you just get a clip of you saying esket it real loud, yeah. but you reverberate it? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> so I it like, just feels like you're entering a hellscape each time <laughs> the topic changes. <laughs> I like I like this idea. I like some, yeah. like, uh, was, was it like flangers on it? And it makes it like really, really wild. Yeah, yeah, I like this idea. Newcomers, newcomers will love it. It's a weird yeah, idea. they'll be like, I, I don't understand what's going on here. I just wanted to understand SEO and this. That's guy the point. Is... <laughs> That's the point. Exactly. You'll never know. So YouTube news here on the news segment. Um, we, we've talked about some YouTube news in the past. This isn't particularly new. We could have done an extra so to this. Now that I think about it, but um, here we are. <laughs> so. YouTube uh, watch time is something we've talked about being very, very important. You know, you got to get a lot of watch time. Um, right. And here on the podcast, we've recently realized that audience retention is even more important. So getting people to watch during your entire video, obviously, it makes sense that you want somebody to watch your entire video. By people watching your entire video, that gets you that optimal watch time. And then it gets YouTube to, you know, send that video to more people. Ergo, giving you more watch time in the in the long run, right? But what we haven't really talked about is watch time on the other thing, on the other side of things. Watch time as a viewer, right? 
So I don't know about you, but I spend a shit ton amount of time every day on YouTube um, watching <laughs> stuff. Valid. Valid. Uh, same. I didn't know how much, though. YouTube rolled out on their mobile app. Um, number one, they rolled out dark mode, so that's cool. If you're into that, e. which is which is hype. But also, um, they rolled out the ability to see how much time you've spent watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So you can see how much time you spent today, how much time you spent yesterday, how much you spent last week, and how much your daily average is. It is based off of your watch history across all YouTube apps. So, except for YouTube music. So if you have YouTube gaming, regular YouTube, YouTube kids, all that bullshit, um, it'll, it'll be used all that. It's also connected obviously to your account. So if you watch it on your desktop or your PS4 or your Nintendo switch, LOL, just kidding. It's not on there yet. Um, it'll calculate all that, but yeah, you can now see how much time you spent watching YouTube. Absolutely. So, what's interesting about this... Um, by the way, my daily average is almost three hours, so I should probably fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's probably worse, I can guarantee you. Well, the thing is, is I had YouTube Red. I had to get rid of it a couple of weeks ago because I didn't have the money to pay for it at the moment. But um, mm-hmm. I had YouTube Red, which gave me background play. So, most of the time, I listen to YouTube videos. And since I'm not going out that much right now, also, I'm still listening to YouTube videos while I'm working on other stuff. So, like, podcasts and live streams and all that kind of stuff, you know, I can listen in the background. So, that increases that watch time tremendously. Um, But also, if you watch a lot of shorter videos, then those things add up. Very quickly, yeah. And I'm more the type to watch more long-form content anyway, so... Yeah. I'm sure I have a worse end of it. But... Underneath this, what's even more interesting, and the reason I'm getting into this is because uh, some bigger YouTubers have been talking on Twitter over the last few days. This got rolled out about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. But some bigger YouTubers are complaining that their views have been dropping over the last week and a half. And they think it might be correlated to the fact that people are not able to see how much time they're spending on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tools underneath your daily average and your stats and stuff that tells you, it gives you the ability to have YouTube remind you to take a break. Um, oh, yeah. So I can, I can hit that, tell, tell them to at, at a certain hour mark. If I've hit two hours in that day, I can be like, yo, remind me to take a break. YouTube. Um, I can also hit autoplay, uh, underneath this. I can hit schedule digest, which gives me all of my notifications as one thing, um, which I'm not a big fan of. And Hmm. I can disable all sounds and shit during a certain time. But that's not that's not really the point. The point is that people are not able to see how much time they're spending in the app. So people some of the bigger YouTubers are hypotenizing that this could be affecting their views. So it's something interesting to think about. It would make sense to assume that if more people realized how much of a crippling addiction you have to YouTube, <laughs> to have the reaction to being like, oh, I spend way too much goddamn time on YouTube, and to be like, oh, let me go do something else, really. Yeah. Um, not sure what else YouTube is intending you to do, uh, because 
you know, obviously it could be seen as like a healthy thing where like you could get out and jog or go outside or do something else. But what it might end up being is just for lazy people to be like, oh, two hours on YouTube, time to go spend like three on Instagram or move on somewhere else. Right. Right. Because there are a lot of people who are like that who are like, I'm going to spend less time on YouTube and not be totally addicted to it only to get addicted to something else. Basically, if you're not hooked by one of these social medias, you're hooked by several of them. Oh, sort yeah. of my philosophy with it. Like, we all spend way too much time on one of these, and YouTube reminding you of that addiction probably doesn't help them in the long run. It's probably a benefit to humanity as a whole, <laughs> but will it help YouTube keep people on here and get all that watch time and get all that ad money they want? Not necessarily. But then again, like, I'm sure the mass number of people won't even care about the feature and will continue being addicted to YouTube as well. So there's that camp as well. Yeah. Um, I like I like numbers a decent amount, so I like seeing like stats on on this kind of shit. I like seeing how many hours I've spent in a game on Steam. So I, I like that this is an, an, an like a feature, um, but I think this is definitely a short term response to this feature. Um, give it like a month or two, people are going to be back to watching the same amount of YouTube that they were watching already. You know, yeah. If not That's more. Possible. It could be a marketing ploy to get more people to get YouTube Red or YouTube Premium is what it's called now, um, <laughs> because that background play is very beneficial. You know, you can still be doing other things while you're wa- quote unquote watching YouTube videos. Sure, people will find ways to uh, work around it, or again, get lazy and spend more time on YouTube or spend time somewhere else. Really, so. yeah. But, um, I guess long term, it doesn't really add much to anything. I agree. Um, I also agree with the uh, the addiction thing because I I was kind of low key addicted to Facebook at one point. Um, Trash. Just because I, I agree. <laughs> just because you know Facebook was like such a big part of everybody's life at one point, and um, I was on it like every single day from probably sophomore year of high school till sophomore year of college and I was tired of spending so much time on Facebook so I deleted it from my phone and I was like I still have to have the account for YouTube stuff but I deleted it off my phone and now I don't scroll down the timeline like ever uh, mainly because it's garbage but also because <laughs> I got out of the habit of doing that however let me tell you about Twitter let me tell Twitter, you about Instagram bad Bad at Twitter. So. Holy shit. I made a tweet this week, and I guess this is skipping ahead to your week on YouTube, but I made a... Yeah, we can go ahead and go straight into that if you want to. I made a little uh, tweet saying... Oh, shoot, what was it? I remember I that. <laughs> if I posted one tweet every time I mindlessly scrolled through Twitter, this account would be the most active on the planet. <laughs> and I yeah. got, like, fucking seven likes, retweet, and responses to it, but... It's yeah. true. Like, I'm on Twitter every day, but you would look at my account and be like, you don't post anything, Aiden. You just retweet shit. Just because I'm on Twitter doesn't mean I'm actively posting anything. Most of the time I'm on Twitter, I'm scrolling shit. I'm bored. I have nothing to do. I like seeing what other weird shit Deku posts or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just something to pass the time usually. But now, like, if there's any spare moment, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot during this podcast, even when we record stuff, just to see if anything's going on at all. Yeah, I'm pretty bad when it comes to Twitter, and it it's bad too because you'll you'll scroll down all the way until like you're caught up with shit, and then you'll scroll all the way up and you'll get caught up, 
and then there'll be nothing new. And so like every yeah. five seconds, you'll just refresh the page and that'll be it. And I've gotten to the habit where I've been like going in between Facebook or not Facebook, but like Twitter and Instagram, Twitter and Instagram. Um, and it's, it's been getting ridiculous. So there's definitely, a, there's definitely a, uh, yeah, an innate condition, either somewhere in the brain or subconsciously where you just, you get a pattern going and sure enough, your brain just seeks to want to keep repeating that pattern over and over again. Um, whether it's something healthy like doing chores or taking care of yourself or running or jogging, like those kind of habits. Or <laughs> what most of us end up doing, the unhealthy habits of like junk eating, watching too much fucking TV, mm-hmm. uh, spending too much time on social media, too much time on YouTube. There's definitely a reverse end of that. And habits are a big part of that. And a lot of social medias have made a name and a followership based off of that fact, right? Or at least they considered it in their marketing and how they designed their websites. Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's scientifically proven that these things are are there to to really, especially Facebook. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg's even been like, you know, I I engineered this way to make sure that it gets you addicted. <laughs> right. And it's it's insane, but that's that's the case. That's kind of my theory about why like um, certain social media stopped doing chronological posts. Yeah, like showing everything chronologically is to just keep you there longer, spend more time looking for the shit you need, <laughs> or seeing new shit. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, to keep you on there longer, right? Because if you had everything chronologically and everything you needed, you would take one look and you'd be done. Yeah, Twitter, and there's a Instagram. lot of garbage that way too. You're you're yeah. feeding out all the garbage, and yeah, but they like to bloat it to keep you there longer. So. And it also makes sense why you start seeing posts like such and such liked this post on Twitter. And it's like, I don't give a fuck about this, but you see it because Twitter wants to keep you there longer. And it's sometimes it's not even liked. Sometimes it'll get desperate enough to where it'll be like this account posted a picture and someone you follow follows them. Yeah. Like not even liked or retweeted. Like Zach follows this Twitter and I get it in my feed, even though I don't follow it at all. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, Twitter it's will, will add filler wherever it can. Doesn't make any sense, but it is. It's it's there. It um, but anyways, be like sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it really, really do. But anyways, let's uh, let's jump in to yours and everybody's favorite. <laughs> yeah, your week on YouTube trademark. Yeah, boy. Hell yeah. It's uh, it's time, it's time. Is this is this your week to start? I don't remember. But I, mean, I don't I guess either. You're... To be fair, <laughs> I think it's mine. Okay. I think. I mean, you kind of. We might be wrong. So we'll, we'll just we'll get comments about it about how we've ruined the sanctity of the, the segment <laughs> by not doing it in order. Not that we ever did it in order until like three weeks ago, anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a way to get me out of not doing it first every time. That's all that was. But here we are now. We. Established another fucking habit. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so my highlight of the week was uh, the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee trailer. Pikachu's <laughs> new signature move, Splishy Splash. Am I right? <laughs> I particularly liked Buzzy Buzz. Um, that's why Buzzy it's my Buzz. new Discord nickname. Um, Bouncy Bubble. <laughs> There's a lot of winners from that trailer. I'm going to be real with you. 
And um, the more and more I see treasures like this from this game, the less and less I get. Did you enter my giveaway? I have not yet, but I will. Hell yeah. I will. You never know. Never know. For those who don't know, Zach's doing a giveaway on uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee for a certain video that I am dare not going to talk about until it's Zach's turn. <laughs> I, I want that build up and that hype to be there. Hell yeah. Um, let's just say it's pretty good. Anyway, my <laughs> week on YouTube, uh, I guess I'll sort of start with a follow up to last week. Listening back to that episode made it sound like I was kind of a. Uh, if not depressed, on the road to it a little bit. Uh, just with college and everything that was going on and being alone and talking about it and trying to, like, you know, hear other people's opinions and feel like you're not alone, that sort of stuff, that whole talk that we had, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do want to report, however, that it is now the third week of college I've been here now, and it's gotten a lot better, basically. That's good. I've, I've been doing more things. I've been getting into a habit. I've been visiting my parents on the weekend. There's supposedly a Super Smash Brothers club here that I'm going to try and join whenever I can figure out when exactly they meet. Um, and the way I found out about it was I heard some roommates talking about it while I was in the bathroom. And, like, I can't just walk in there from the bathroom and be like, hey, you talking about Smash? I mean, I thought about it, but it probably wouldn't have worked out all that well. <laughs> uh, but then a fire drill came up, and we all got outside obviously because they wanted to uh, get everybody out and i'd seen them there and i'd asked and everything and it turns out yes they do have a little smash club or whatever so i'm gonna try to join that and that should get me out of the dorm room a little bit more often which is a plus as well um aside from that back at the house or i get i, I mentioned i don't know if i mentioned this but my parents are moving back to the house that we had last only they're, like, painting over it and cleaning it up and all that sort of stuff. And for a while, we have not had internet for the past two weekends. Well, it finally got installed today, so that's good news. Meaning, during the weekends, I can actually do stuff there now. Because be college fun. has been the only place I've had internet for the past two weeks at all. So, super excited about that as well. Um... And I guess last but not least, what I've been spending the majority of this week on mainly is monthly Battle League stuff. The season is sort of starting to wrap up, which means we're getting into playoffs, we're getting into a war territory. I gotta catch up on a bunch of videos. Um, spreadsheets need to be updated, forms need to be made. There's now an official monthly Battle League site, by the way. So if any of you guys... Yeah, I'll give you a link to it. It's a Weebly site, but... It looked pretty good, if I do say That's so myself. Cool. It's uh, monthlybattleleague.weebly.com. If you just search monthly battle league, it'll be one of the first results there. Or NBL Weebly, that works as well. Uh, but it's got a little bit of everything on there. Homepage, uh, teams, schedules, standings. Uh, it's got stuff from the past season, from even some of the older seasons before I started it on Blue Couch Productions. It has basically everything, even if you want showdown replays of all that sort of stuff. Um, so I've been essentially working my ass off on all these spreadsheets, forms, and getting this website up and running, basically. And it's been a lot of work, and we're still not done yet. We still have playoffs and everything coming up, but soon, 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 the season will be over, and I can start what I actually want to do, kickstarting the monthly battle of YouTube channel and 
starting to get content on there, but I want to wait until the season's over so I have time to do that. Um, right, right. That makes sense. But I'm, I'm sort of in the prepping stages of that by gathering up all this information and making sure everything's in the right place. It needs to be sort of a building a foundation or groundwork, if you will, to build on top of. But it's been pretty fun. Um, That's cool. As, as far as that goes. That's all the stuff I have YouTube. Still haven't posted anything to Blue Couch Productions yet. Um, trying to find time for things of that nature, but we're, we're working through it one week at a time. One week at a time. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Cool. Is that it? That, that was all I have, basically. Yeah. All right. A little bit more than last week and a nice little follow-up, but nothing, nothing big on my end. Yeah, definitely. Well, my week on, uh, on YouTube has been, um, quite busy. Um, I, I'll leave the big video for the end of the little little thing. (laughs) Yes. Um, I've been doing a shit ton on Instagram, so that's been kind of dope. Basically posting one to two, sometimes three posts a day. Um, And I'm already seeing, like, already seeing some results over there. Gotten, like, an additional almost 30 followers in the last two weeks. So that's pretty dope. Um, It's pretty good. Hell yeah. Basically, the thing with Instagram for me was always, like, I don't know what to post. Everybody's posting selfies. I don't want to post selfies all the time. So I was like, I'm just going to post things that... I'm just going to post things about the things that I'm doing in my hobbies, right? So I knew that I was doing... um, I I just finished watching a Studio Ghibli film with my family, so I posted this long, like, post about that and, like, had a picture of all the Studio Ghibli films that I had. Like, just trying to post things that, like, related to to the things that I was doing. And um, once I get into your everyday nerd territory, making posts on Instagram will be super easy because I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be covering so much media that I'll, I'll have plenty of, plenty of posts that I can just kind of almost like previews to those videos, which will be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also working on the Lions on our gaming uh, Instagram and getting that up to date um, because basically the thing, the thing I want to start doing with Instagram and even Twitter to a certain extent, um, I heard Gary V say something like recently, he said micro content is, is getting to the point where micro content is more important than the macro content. Hmm. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I thought about it and he was explaining it. And basically, so he has this guy that follows him around with camera, right? Right. And uh, his name is D-Rock. And D-Rock used to, well, that you know, that's his Instagram handle, but that's what he goes by. He used to want to make films. That was his goal. He wanted to make films, get a bunch of awards for films, you know, Oscars, Academy Awards, all that kind of stuff. And he got hired on by Gary, and now he does stuff for Gary. That's all he does. He records vlogs for him. He edits vlogs. He does videos for Instagram and Twitter and all these different social media and all the kind of stuff that we talk about throughout the podcast. But basically, he's changed his entire mindset from, I want to make films to actually this this micro content that I'm making is being seen by way more people and it's affecting way more people than my films ever could. I'm like, that's interesting. 
that's valid yeah too um we kind of have to sort of realize here a little bit that the attention that you can get from social media and from creators and from influencers we've already sort of established that they typically do a better job than like actual like print advertising does yeah. we may also need to start considering that from an artistic point of view social media posts content creation youtube stuff could also end up getting you more views than let's say something like film or music ever could yeah right we might just end up to the point where like kids will just end up start saying i want to be a content creator rather than i want to be a filmmaker or an artist or it's an already athlete. happening too and it is yeah it's like to insane. a certain extent so for him to be like the social media posts and the tiny stuff is more important than the film now like to me proves that a little bit yeah um, obviously he's in a big place right now not everybody can say that mm-hmm. uh, where they're at but you know if you're high enough you, you don't need it basically if, you, if you're doing well enough for yourself you don't need the film you don't need the music it can supplement the shit you already have but is in no way necessary or required like it was 10 or 20 years ago right and i think i think as a creator obviously um and i i know for me like i still i want to make a film one day i think that'd be dope as hell I have ideas sure. that I want to put out there um, for these, like, macro content. Um, but what I'm seeing is that, like, the micro content is getting, obviously, more attention than the macro is. And that even even as far as Instagram videos and Facebook videos get more views than YouTube videos, which is insane. And that doesn't mean I would stop doing YouTube, right? YouTube is important for many reasons that we've established on the podcast but that's why you kind of have to do you know both point and and granted oh go ahead and and granted i I do think there's an argument to be made that if you really really want to make a film and don't care about the social cloud or where it'll put you or how much money you'll make from it then go ahead and make 100 that's what you want to do yes right in the same way that like Facebook can be a dead social media platform in five years, but if you really love Facebook and want to continue posting there for fun, do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do whatever the, the heck you want. Do whatever your passions are. Lead wherever you want to go. Um, I was just mainly referring to, like, how to get social attention and how to put yourself culturally in, like, a bigger context. You may not even need the film or the comedy special or the album like you might have years before. Exactly, yeah. Right. No, album especially in the music industry, you know, people are starting to put out more music on like SoundCloud and shit. Um, I mean, SoundCloud rappers, we've seen that like go crazy in the last few years. Um, they didn't put any, they didn't put out any albums. They just put out songs. So it's, it's, it's a weird place we're living in, Mm -hmm. um, for this kind of, this kind of thing. Um, and, and it goes back to that quality versus quantity thing. Um, to where you kind of have to do both. But my point is, um, I, I'm starting to take Instagram more seriously. I'm starting to figure out ways that I can actually use it to where I actually enjoy using it, right? Because, you know, the reason I started doing it, started doing YouTube was because I wanted to make videos. Um, I did, the reason I started using Twitter was because I liked the way Twitter worked and I was able to get my thoughts out about all these different things. Um, the reason I don't do as much on Facebook is because I don't know how to ta- I don't know how to attack Facebook in a way that I actually enjoy 
like using Facebook, right? Um, sure. Instagram, I've been able to like, here's like these blog posts almost. They're basically blog posts with pictures. And that, that's what I like about it. Uh, but I, I've also been doing stuff with the Lions Honor Gaming thing. Um, Instagram. I saw a couple of them on Twitter. I've been retweeting them. Yeah. They pop up. I've got, uh, I'll mention this in a second, but I've got a lot of them, a lot of little clips from some of the videos that we've already done in the last month and a half. Um, rendering uh, already rendered out and I'm going to start scheduling those posts to Facebook, Instagram and Twitter um, like at least once a day so that we can start getting you know getting a little bit more attention with, with that channel because like as we know gaming let's plays on YouTube is grossly oversaturated and like obviously we're doing this channel for fun First right, and right. foremost, that's the main goal. But mm-hmm. if we would if we would want to see it succeed at all, um, I think the best way we could do it is not necessarily by making our content better. I think that we've got it in a state that's that's quality. Um, I think by having a video on every day, the only way we're going to get more videos out would be go to two times a day, and I don't think that's sustainable for any of us right th- at the moment because of all of our other projects. Sure. I think the next thing that we could do is start growing organically on Twitter and Instagram and I guess Facebook. The only reason I'm doing Facebook is because it's easy enough for me to just schedule those those Pop posts. In there and be yeah. But instead yeah, the gaming of, channel is interesting. Oh, go ahead. Oh, instead of putting out the entire videos on Facebook like I was doing, I'm just going to continue. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put these little clips like I'm doing with Instagram and Twitter. Because this is the type of content that these platforms like. It's like right. short little bite-sized funny clips. And we've got a good bit of them. I just got to go through the videos and edit them out. And find them pretty much. Yeah. You got to do the little micro work to get it. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Uh, I was just going to mention that we've definitely... Um, I feel like this is safe to say. I feel like at this point in the gaming channel, we have ended the honeymoon phase, basically. Yes. <laughs> we passed the point in the gaming channel when it was sexy and new, and hey, everybody, look what we're doing, and hey, look at all these videos, and we really did hit him pretty big. We've come to the point now where we're like, and? <laughs> what else? <laughs> what else do you do, basically? Um, yeah, we, we should kind of point that out. Sat <laughs> We, we've kind of sat a little bit at, what, 37? 37 subs for a yeah, week or two now? 39, I think it's currently at. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you're mentioning these things now because as far as YouTube growth is concerned, we've hit the one of many plateaus that all the Let's Play channels get to experience. It, it feels normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so a few things that... And, and we should bring this... We should bring up these points... And I know that means that this part of this, the podcast is going to be longer today as it usually That's is. Fine. But I think this is important, especially because we do have gaming channels that follow this podcast. Um, we started a brand new Let's Play channel in the last month and a half. Right. And like you said, like we were really excited about it and we got all these graphics out and we got we got it looking all good and we got the editing out and we did like. 30 something I think it was like 35 days in a row with not missing an upload and that was pretty crazy it was pretty great yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then on we, time too. <laughs> every single day 
12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for like a yeah. month and a week. And then we just like all shit the bed for an entire week. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard that perfect storm? Well, this is the perfect shit. We all shit at the right time together. Created a nice little shit stain on the carpet. And uh, it smells pretty bad. It was, great. <laughs> it was great. Um, I was like, I was like freaking out. I was like, all right, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And there was just nothing we could do. It was just gonna be we we're gonna we we're gonna fail this week, and that's what's gonna happen. Um, and you know, it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna continue to push forward. Um, and that that was this past week, basically. Uh, which yeah. is which is important to bring up on your week on YouTube because that's what it was. Um, Crazy. Yeah. So yesterday I sat down and I was like, I'm going to work on just Lions Under Gaming stuff on Sundays. I think that's my goal now um, because I got all this stuff I got to do throughout the week. I think Sundays is going to be my Lions Under Gaming day. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not going to work on it throughout the rest of the week. I got to do some other stuff this week for it. Um, but like next week... I don't want to work on it. I want to be focusing on your everyday nerd. Anyways. Um, so I was looking at other ways that we can make sure that we're on time and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we got a couple of other series planned. Um, I'm going to be recording with Calfro soon. So that'll be dope. Get hype. Um, but I wanted to get the social media thing done because I we set up the Instagram page really early on. We set up the Facebook page and the Twitter page early on, and we haven't really done anything with it for like the last month. So I was like, I'm just gonna pump out some graphics. We did that yesterday, um, and I'm gonna continue to go through some clips this week and try to get like a month's worth of clips just kind of knocked out um, to get that to that scheduled and I got a got a website that I used to use back when I was writing for an article because I used to I used to whore out like these articles on my social media uh, on ske- with scheduled posts there's this website called Hootsuite and I'll put the I'll put this down in the show notes but uh, it's basically allows you to schedule your Instagram Facebook and Twitter posts and it might even have might even have a couple of other social media networks, but I believe those are the main Google Plus, LinkedIn, WordPress, YouTube, and Pinterest. So, if, if the, any of those are interesting to you, I don't know how the YouTube one works, but you hmm. can schedule YouTube through here too. But it's really cool. You can schedule Instagram posts through your computer, which makes things really easy. Um, you do still have to manually do the Instagram post on your phone, but the way that it works, it, it makes it super easy for you. Um, but you can schedule up to 30 posts uh, for free. So I'm going to be scheduling up the next couple of weeks of posts on those three platforms in the next couple of days for the Lions Sounds and convenient. gaming stuff. So it'll be it'll be dope. Yeah. Very convenient. Absolutely. Um, and then the other thing that I was thinking about growing is I'm going to extend the Let's Play, Let's Go Pikachu giveaway to the Lions on our gaming channel so that we can use that to grow the channel just a little bit as well. Since we do have a Pokemon series over there. You mean the best series? The best okay. series on the channel. It really is. <laughs> 
real. And, uh, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, it's literally Aiden and I bullshitting for like yeah. 20 minutes at a time. Um, right you guys would podcast, enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Um, and we're going to be recording a new episode in a bit. And that's going to be the episode that goes out next week. So that'll be the perfect episode to start whoring out the giveaway. That'll be hype. That'll be hype. So, yeah, that's Lions Honor Gaming. That's that's that. Um, I got some affiliate status shit or some some affiliate marketing shit down. I don't remember if I mentioned that last time. I don't think you did. Um, but I got affiliate marketing thing for Skillshare. Which is hype as fuck. And I got like two months free of Skillshare, which I've been meaning to use anyways. So I'm excited about that. Um, I can also get affiliate links for GameStop, which I know sounds completely <laughs> random, but there's... Um, <laughs> I know. I like that idea. Yeah. Go up to your local GameStop employee and intercut uh, Sam Schneider. <laughs> yes. To nah, get you a 10% off Spider-Man. <laughs> It's That'd be the, great. Uh, it's the website, obviously, but uh-huh. there's uh, there's these two websites called Rakuten Marketing and um, Commission Junction, um, and they're basically affiliate marketing hubs with like a couple thousand affiliate marketing websites, and obviously you can't get accepted to all of them. I've been denied quite a few of them, but I've been accepted into a couple of the programs through that, um, and then Skillshare was separate. I just applied through that. And I'm close to affiliate status on Twitch, so that's cool. Oh, we're getting closer. We're getting Been closer. Been screaming. We're trying to, and trying to get there. Crying. When the day finally comes, it's gonna be epic. It's gonna be epic. It, it's it's just frustrating because, like, I know people that follow that follow me and watch me, and they're like, "I'd so give you my Twitch Prime sub if you had that option." And I was like, "That's hype. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Fill them up. Yeah." But, um, I want to talk about the big boy now. Oh, the video? The video to end all videos? The fucking video, holy shit, so... The the sequel to Top 5 Skyrim's Only a Night? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know whether or not this was going to get put out on Sunday. But I wanted to get it put out soon, because I was like, I gotta get this video done so I can start focusing on other stuff. It's like, because it's, it's coming up October, I gotta get Your Everyday Nerd together. Um, or I'm not going to make this deadline. So I was like, uh, Saturday, I sat down. And I was like, all right, Zach, this is all you're fucking doing today. <laughs> I, I sat down go. in this chair at 2 p.m. I did not get out of it until like 11. Got food with Damien, came back, played a little bit of Guitar Hero, then didn't go to bed till 6.30 a.m. I edited Ooh, this video boy. all fucking day. <laughs> That's how you know it's good, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, if you have the dedication to not only record it that day, well, I recorded but later it before. edit it. It, was, it had, oh, been, it had been recorded. It had been briefly, like, some of the editing had already been done earlier okay. in the week. But you you just spent the whole But whole I spent the entire day finishing it up. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. That's how you know it's going to be good. You put in all that work and you don't go to bed at 6 a.m. Yeah. That's when you get hype. Um, but I was like, this is got, I want to get this put out. 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. Let's go. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. And I fucking did it. And uh, uh, Do you want me to tell you where I was when I got the notification? Yeah, sure. Was you in class? Or no, this is so, Sunday. 
yeah, it's Sunday, so I was at home on the weekends. I had no internet, basically. <laughs> um, but that Sunday, I wanted to go ahead and uh, meet with my grandparents before I left, obviously, because I don't live that far away. Yeah. And so we go over there and whatever, and we're hanging out doing all this stuff. And they do have internet, but it's not great. It's not great internet there. Uh, that was the internet I was doing a lot of the E3 podcast on, like that sort of shit. Yeah. So you can imagine how bad it was. Yeah, um, I bet. But I looked on Discord and I saw that it was there. And Ethan was building a monthly battling team at the time, and I was sort of helping him with helping him with it on the side. And immediately when that video came up, I'm like, Ethan, stop what you're fucking doing. <laughs> Let's just fucking go watch this <laughs> right now. And not even lying, watched it two times in a row. Like, Wait, the fuck, really? Yep. <laughs> watched it the first time. It ended. Rewinded it. Watched it again. Holy shit, dude. And I didn't leave my comment until much later, but... Holy shit. That we... It was an event for us when it finally <laughs> hit at my grandparents' house. We just stopped doing everything oh. and just sat down and watched it. So good. That, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. What did Ethan say about it? He liked it, too? Yeah, yeah. he liked it, too. Um, his favorite line in particular... <laughs> uh, during the number three segment... <laughs> I'm sure you know which one. Yeah. It is. But the uh, the simple, moody, and unaware yes. line fucking got to him bad. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, this is so true. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, fair. You want to drop the uh, name of the video now? now that we've yeah. Been oh, so yanking it around. Yeah, the name five of the video. And I know this sounds wild. If you haven't, if you watch the podcast and you haven't watched any of my videos yet. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Watch <laughs> this one. This one's wild. This one's weird. It's called Pokemon Waifus. <laughs> well, technically the video title says that, but in the video, do you remember the whole spiel? Let me see. Do you I'll, have? I'll go. <laughs> I'll go pull it up. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, How much of it do you remember though? <laughs> it was like top thirty something Pokemon Waifus of all time. Uh, this is just a joke. I'm not a furry. If you're a future <laughs> employer, don't James gun me. Thank you. Something like that. That, that might have been exactly it. But yeah. <laughs> but like you read all those titles out loud in the video and then there's like text popping up. <laughs> so much text. Eventually, it's just fucking just flooded with fucking text. You can't even read anything by the time it's done. It took me like 20 minutes just to do like the text thing. For that little thing. And a picture of James Gunn. And a picture of James Gunn. Yeah, just because yeah. that, that'll be topical in 20 years, you know? <laughs> sure. This, this video is going to age like fine wine, I can already tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 years from now, when the, when the historians look back on YouTube and the memes and the culture, that video right there, the time capsule. 10 years ago <laughs> when furries are able to marry, you know? Actually, you know, it'll be great. Um, when I can marry a Pokemon and actually have a waifu, this video will be seen as slander. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, this this video there was there was a couple of jokes that didn't quite make it in, or there was a couple of jokes that were in there, but I could have I could have went a little bit farther with them, and I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna keep it a little more subtle, um, just because I was like, that's a little <laughs> too edgy. Um, but it, it it came out it came out just the way I wanted it to. Uh, it's probably like 
Like watching it back a couple times, I, I don't think I had any mistakes that I had noticed. Like the only thing that I didn't like about it was the lighting wasn't the best. <laughs> I could have recorded sure. this with my phone and I would have gotten sure. 4K footage. But other than that, like the rest of it was fucking, I'm glad it turned out good. Uh, actually, Zach, uh, when you were showing Trubbish, that was actually video footage of its evolution. That was, you're right. <laughs> you know why? Because I couldn't yeah. find any footage of Trubbish, and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put this garbage here. There was a couple of times <laughs> that that happened, and I was like, oh my goodness, why is why is it so hard to find footage of these damn Pokemon? Holy shit. Particular favorite segments of the video. I would There's like too to many know. to count. I would like to know. There's, there's too many to count. Um, being in the development of the Musharna joke <laughs> and seeing the execution of it, so fucking good. So fucking good. Zach's just like, this Pokemon's constantly asleep. You know what that means? Immediate cut. Right away into the fucking Pokemon footage and then right back like it never even happened. So, so good. I thought about, and, and this is, this is, this is pretty bad. This is why this got cut, so... I thought about over the Pokemon theme footage putting in text that was a rape joke. No. But then I was like, no, I'm just gonna keep it subtle just in case people just keep moving, don't. Just move on, just move on. Just, I just move the fuck on. I was like, all right, yeah. Yeah. just keep going. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I'm glad that one. <laughs> The whole Bidoo segment was pretty good. Yeah. The plump mouse, uh, its three abilities, simple, moody, and unaware. The, those abilities the are too bitches. fucking perfect. The thickest bitches in all the land also have these same qualities. <laughs> that was the line used for that shit. God, the fucking... The Gothitelle segment? Oh, God. <laughs> the way you open it up, too, you're like... Speaking of which, uh, speaking of Japanese developers who were too horny on the job and had to release their sexual frustrations on a Pokemon, like, just, just like a minute of introduction, just so we can get to some Lolita footage, and then got it Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> some Lolita uh, stuff. Game freaks with some real freaks. I like um, that one, too. That was a sweet little bit. Uh, did you like the um, every PokeTuber intro? I cracked up. Because I went <laughs> to your Discord and was like, yo, what's some um, what's some generic PokeTubers? And your Discord helped me out and like sent me like three or four different channels. And I was like, right. I recognize where a lot of the effects and the sound comes from. I was so. like, this is hype. So I found... But your, found your little animation on there pulled it all together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fucking... One of the ones that got Ethan... Um, Spoilers, I guess. Gudra's number one. Yes. Right? We talk about, like, gooey thickness, like gravy, yogurt, whatever. But then, you're like, guys, I need you to give me a favor. And you could have just said, help me get Gudra and Smash. But no, this mad lad backs up from his chair. I'm going to do a little visual demonstration, even though you can't see it. Backs up from his chair. Can't even get his whole head into frame. And just starts doing the Shia LaBeouf, like, just do it. And he keeps, like, flexing. And he's like, fuck Goku. <laughs> fuck, 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 Waluigi. fuck Waluigi. We need Goku. And the fuck Goku line got him. <laughs> and then the animation preceding that where it's like Kudra on top of the Pokemon footage. Yeah. 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 That, that devolves pretty pretty quickly yeah. into some, some nonsense. And the, the, uh, the, the juxtaposition, too, of like the, the crazy zany stuff and then cut to you with the knife and the black and white footage. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or it's like, Slight King, you must have a 12-inch dog, and then it cuts back to you being like, why? <laughs> I just want to kill myself. It's perfect right. timing. Because it was the like, timing if, is if, so good in this. I was like, if I it's make unreal. this too serious, then it'll be like the people on Reddit who haven't seen the video that already hate the video. And they'll be like, this guy needs to go to jail because this is uh, this is zoophilia. And I was like, the fuck? All right, calm down. You haven't seen the video. But I was like, I got to make sure people realize that I'm ashamed <laughs> to make this video while I'm also proud because it's funny as hell. It added to it. It yeah. added to it so well. It was the, uh, the through line throughout the video. Yeah. I really. I, I don't want to spoil everything. There's much more I want to talk about. But uh, go watch the actual video. There's plenty of moments I didn't mention here. Uh, and if you have seen us, have seen the video, let me know what you thought. Definitely my favorite video you've ever made. Fuck, dude. Better than top five Skyrims, and that's saying some. Yeah, top five Skyrims. That's a classic. Did you like the um, Did you like the SJW thing? (laughs) (laughs) The four minute at least. (laughs) Going back and forth talking. I thought it was way too long, but I couldn't show it anymore. So. (laughs) I like the effect you had on TV. Yeah. Yeah. As a hacker. (laughs) (laughs) I think what got me more was just like. Not what you were saying, but the little get up with the air, yeah. the compressed <laughs> air, fucking like you're hopping in or so shit. I don't this is random as fuck. I was like, I this. he just keeps spraying it randomly. <laughs> and each time it come back to camera, you'd be in, like a completely different spot where like you're either in a corner or you scream something or like a close up. Future Blue Catch production videos are going to have nonsense transitions from here on out where. If I ever have to be on camera, it's not going to be in a normal pose ever again. It's just going to be something weird and goofy. Ah <laughs> oh, man, yeah, this was this was definitely fun, and I'm going to translate some of this shit into the, to your everyday nerd. Yeah. It's doing well too. It's done well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it is not done well on Reddit though. Reddit is <laughs> forever hating everything I do. So stop hating. <laughs> stop hating. Love everybody. <laughs> Love everybody. <laughs> Real talk. Whoa, Vicky. That's that's the memes. Anyways, we've spent we spent too much time on this. I'm sorry. Just just but, 50 minutes worth. Yeah. That's all. Nothing big. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it though. That was that Such was very fun. Go me. watch it. Seriously. Some good um, shit. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. At the end. <laughs> At the end. Yeah. Number one, the glass is turned. <laughs> the look on your face. Oh yeah. You're like we're about to fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> but at the very end, you put a Men in Black clip in there. Yeah. Where he like does little memory changing thing. Uh-huh. And for like just a couple of seconds, you see like, whew, fucking thirty cameos to like people on the Discord and people we met before. I literally just paused it and went through like each one. And was like, oh okay. It's here, like, here, yeah. Here. <laughs> it was a nice touch, and that must have took a while for such a short little gag, but it, it paid off. Yeah, I didn't realize how short that clip was until afterwards, yeah. but I was like, this will this will be cool. I was like, I want to put yeah, some the faces point. over it, but it, it worked. Yeah. It definitely worked. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love good that times. video. It's good. <laughs> I, I hope the copyright doesn't strike it. So far, we're good. Um, I'm hoping that my, my family never sees it. So far, we're good. It's um, your best video, though. How are they not going to see it? I know. How are they not going to find out? That's just, I I don't know, man. It's it's pretty developmental to your growth too, as far as like video editing and stuff. There isn't a video quite like that, I don't think. Yeah. At least with how much you had going on in it. Yeah, it, it, there was a lot. There was a lot in before. there. 
what did you think about the uh, Buzzwall Snorlax thing? I've seen the clip before, actually. Okay. And I saw you uh, tweet it out as well. Yeah, I did a little bit. It, it's fucked up. It. It's, it's pretty fucked, fucked off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fucking. <laughs> one more, one more. The fucking <laughs> uh, Metapod and a Kakuna <laughs> bit. Not the fact that you made the obvious joke of like, oh, they're hard or oh, whatever. Yeah. The fucking Japanese girl voice clip called <laughs> by the wing. Wow. <laughs> Got me. Damn. That's what bothered me. Not the fucking Kakuta or Metapod, but the wow. <laughs> the wing. <laughs> and then move on to the next segment. Just keep going. Just keep immediately. Going. That, that was the way this video had to go. Like, I couldn't spend too much time on any one Pokemon because it was so many. I had but to, the like, fast pacing up. made it so much better. Yeah, because it's also a long video, and I wanted to shorten it down to like ten minutes, but I was like, "Nah, it's gonna be special. I'm gonna make it, was it special, special, right?" <laughs> yeah, it was. It was special. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm done. I'm done talking right. about. Let's move on. So, anyways, the main topic: talking about videos that are gonna burn me out. That type of video, <laughs> right there. Uh, if anything, I have renewed interest in making a video after watching that, just to try to attempt to follow that up. <laughs> I'm not exactly fitting for the topic right now, but we'll try. Yeah. So, it's it's currently raining really hard outside, so if you guys can hear rain or thunderstorm, apparently there's a hurricane happening. Um, yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully nothing happens to my power, knock on wood. Yeah. That would suck ass. But I think it's just going to have heavy rain over where I am. You'll know if something bad happens if Jay uh, DMs you saying, hey, I can't get nothing to, uh, to you today because the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> and then, now you'll, then you'll know. You'll be like, oh, that hurricane? All right, cool. That hurricane? Yeah. Oh, he's already mentioned the hurricane. He did. I figured. Yeah, he's already mentioned the hurricane, and he's already mentioned that he's going to be moving soon. Um, so, you know, he's, he's, he's got his excuses out of the way for the next two months. It's all good. It's he's all so good. good at him that he has them in advance. Yeah. Ready yeah. to go. We're, we're going to be editing lions on our nerd, or lions on our gaming shit for the next like two and a half months. I just hope you know. <laughs> I just hope you're prepared for that. Cause I'm, I'm he prepared now. He called it. Yeah. Mad bud. Yeah. Anyway, YouTuber burnout. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the worst of us. <laughs> It happens to people in between. Zach, what is this YouTube burnout? What happens when you experience it? Well, first off, burnout, right? Burnout yeah. is, is when you're you're doing something for a very long time or even for a very short time and you're doing a lot of it and you can't sustain it because you've done too much of it and you, you, you start wanting to give up. Uh, very, very much like life, you know, if you, if you have too much <laughs> life, you're like, fuck dude, I really want to kill myself. Don't do that. Cause, uh, you or know, when you, uh, <laughs> spontaneously combust into flames and the flames burn out, <laughs> that <laughs> is third degree burns. Also, <laughs> that is also a thing. Um, yeah. but just to give you a clear idea, if you type in YouTube burnout right now on YouTube, um, Jack Septicai has talked about it recently. Philip DeFranco has talked about it recently. Uh, Boogie298, I know, has talked about it a lot. Uh, H3H3, Jaden Animations. Um, I know there's probably some more, like, uh, popular YouTubers that the kids know that I don't know that uh, mm -hmm. have been talking about it recently. I know PewDiePie's talked about it before, um, even in the last couple of years. Lots of people are talking about it. And Which it's is very important. To, to realize it's kind of it's kind of funny to me though personally 
as someone who has dealt with burnout before and has talked about it before on this podcast multiple times, to see it now sort of become popular is kind of like a no-duh thing in my head. Like, we should have had this conversation years ago. And yet, only now are we really seriously having an open and mainstream conversation about it. Like, not from a random YouTuber, not from a podcaster, not from Polygon. Like, people on YouTube, big YouTube channels, are actually talking about it. And um, I think that's part of the problem, honestly. This should have happened years ago. Uh, because turns out, when you're not honest about how hard you're working yourself to your audience, then chances are you're going to get burned out. Um, and to see everybody come together and sort of talk about it publicly is a good thing. And I will... Like, admit that. It's great that we're finally talking about it now. But this is old news to people like me, to people like Zach, to people of older YouTube, uh, to anybody creatively, even. Right? Like, yeah. this isn't a new revelation. It's only, like, the context and the conversation surrounding it that's that's new. Yeah, I mean, I've been burnt out from my music before, right? I've been burnt out from school. I've been burnt out from, you know, all kinds of things before. Burnout is something that occurs... Like I said, and like jokingly in life, but it, it occurs if you're not careful um, and there are ways to avoid it, which we're going to talk about. But yeah, for sure. Um, YouTube burnout is very much a thing. Um, and if you're going to be successful at YouTube, you're probably going to find yourself at some point in time uh, feeling a little burnout, unfortunately, mm. you know, it just Either depends. because either because of the demands you've placed on yourself or the expectations given from your audience, one or the other, or sometimes both, honestly, can come together and really right. screw you over. And really, you have, like, one of two options to deal with it. You push through it, a.k.a. you make it worse for yourself, <laughs> or yeah. you finally take that break and wait a little bit at the expense of the YouTube running machine constantly keeping track of your channel constantly keeping track of watch time constantly keeping track mm -hmm. of engagement for many people it's not fun to quit or even take a break when it should be because youtube so heavily 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 emphasizes if you're not posting anything you know like fuck you we want watch time we want people to stay on our site if you're not posting this stuff we could very very well not show it to people Right, yeah. we've seen that happen before. There are exceptions, of course, like John Tron and the like, but it can be very hard for somebody to do the healthy, humane response of taking a break when YouTube doesn't actively encourage it at all. Yeah, exactly. And um, we've we've even seen on Twitter um, the YouTube account tried to post something like. Uh, I think it was after Jack guy posted something about YouTube burnout. He was like, remember guys, take a break. You can take a break every once in a while. And a lot of animation channels were like, no, fuck you. You're, you're the one that's causing us to like burn out because we're having to work 10 times as harder than we've ever had to work before because we can't keep up with your machine because of our type of content. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it, it it's obviously, you know, we're, we're asking ourselves to... We're asking to do something special, right? We're asking to be successful on a platform that we have to go by their rules, um, but create the content that we want to create. Um, and in order to be successful on this platform, we have to work really hard. 
and that's not there's no compromises in that there's you know without all the youtube gimmicks or tactic tactics or trips and tricks that we tell you whatever it may be like the the end game is you have to work hard right Make you have videos. To probably <laughs> work harder at this than you've ever worked on anything else in your life and yeah. that sounds crazy and it sounds insane but like you're asking for something that is really hard to obtain and in order to do that you have to work hard sure. so it sounds contradictory to also be like, yo, but don't burn out too, right? <laughs> right, right. And to be fair, like, it's their site. YouTube can do whatever the hell they want. They're not contractually obligated mm. to, you know, keep you going. And you can very well leave if you want to, right? Like, there's no contract or commitment there. But at the same time, we do have to realize that if you do take a break and you do for even a little bit, there's like 8 million channels, my guy. They'll find yeah. something else to watch. There's always going to be someone there in your place, in your niche, doing your thing. YouTube's just too big to, to avoid that anymore, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and you would hope that you would have like a community of channels and friends so that when you're taking a break, the other one's doing something different. Or you have like side projects or other things to lead people to um, while you're not working on YouTube videos. Um but for many who only do this and have this focused as their passion to suddenly stop it even for a week, um, it's just sort of impractical for a lot of people if they, if they want to do well at it. But like, you know, like, it comes those health risks too and you don't end mm-hmm. up in a hospital and can't make any videos at all. So exactly. yeah, there's a balancing act, <laughs> definitely. And so because, you know, obviously we want to tell you to work hard. And that, that is, like I said, that is the end game. We, we also don't want to tell you to kill yourself because you want to do this. Yep. So the, the, the balance here is to, to not only work hard to work your face off, but also to work smart. You yep. got to do both. And that's where it comes into like how you can avoid the, the YouTube burnout. Um, because there are ways to avoid it. And it, it takes a little bit of force, you know, foresight and some thought at the beginning of maybe maybe even like when you're first starting YouTube um, or at least, you know, piggybacking off of last episode. Once you hit that year one mark, you, you need to start thinking about ways that you can sustain yourself um, so that once you're, you know, you're working hard enough to put out those weekly or daily videos, those things to please the algorithm how can you make sure that you're able to sustain that and also not burn out? Because that is as important, if not more important, than you being successful on the platform. Yeah, I'd agree wholeheartedly. And I think that's where we need to start with is you yourself. Because you, in a sense, are the one putting in that work and you were physically... um, creating that burden for yourself, especially when you spend long hours of the night. The first thing that a lot of people will point to is to sort of look at what you're doing and see if it's too demanding or if you can downsize some of the production stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean do less. I certainly don't mean that Um, because audiences have expectations and if you have a long running show and you suddenly change it, people get pissy, yada, 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 really not contributing to the burnout audience. I see you there. All right, look, you're not helping either. <laughs> but they're, they're not the point I'm getting at here. Um, production on YouTube and any social media involves a lot of different steps, right? 
you don't just hit the make a video button and the video pops up. As as great as that would be, I'd buy that. I'd buy that, actually. I'd be down. Um, Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. And when we're talking about videos specifically, there's often many steps. Scripting the video, planning the video, picking the topic, uh, fucking practicing the video, recording the video, different takes, editing, compiling all together, audio editing, fucking all the micro content that you gotta put with it, rendering, uploading, putting it on YouTube, adding the title, adding the description, adding the tag, sharing it with other people so it can do well because, hey, if you spend all that time making the video and it bombs, doesn't that suck? So get the most mileage you can out of it, yada, yada, yada. It's a lot of steps is what I'm trying to get at. And it can help a lot of people if you have other people who can do those steps for you or you find a way to make your process faster and you can get through those steps a lot quicker, right? Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's hard for people who are just starting out. It's hard for the people in year one to do that because they're often a one-man band who doesn't know a lot about YouTube, who takes forever to do things, and that's fine. But you can either get better and get faster and sort of smartly work through your process or if you got a lot of money, just be like, hey, guy, you are now editing, man. Do yeah. editing. <laughs> and you, you just suddenly saved yourself a lot of work and a lot of potential burnout there by adding someone to your crew, basically. Don't even have to have them as an employee. Just do a little bit of freelancing stuff like we talked about in episode 25. But, you know, work toward that process. Either shorten it by yourself or hire other people on board. That's going to help by shortening your demands. That'll help clear up burnout. Yeah, no, 100% agree. It's it's why I think in year one, and maybe even year two, depending on how good you're at making content, depending on how much content you're making, I would argue you shouldn't even be worrying about growing as much. You should be worrying about making your content, right? And so YouTube burnout shouldn't even be a thing that you're dealing with because you should just be focusing on making content that you enjoy and making content that you're proud of, right? Um. And, and that, that does kind of contradict also the make more content. But I think by making more content, you end up making better content, right? Sure. Long, long answer for, you know, short thing. I definitely agree with Aiden here. Delegation is probably the easiest way to avoid burnout. <laughs> if you have the money to throw at somebody, and obviously not everybody here on the podcast can do this. Neither I or Aiden can do this. I uh, wish. I wish too. It'd be great. Um, I I did not want to wake up on Sunday morning morning to uh, share this Pokemon video, but I had to to make sure it would get some some kind of views somewhere, um, or else it could be sitting at like thirty views instead of two hundred. Right? Like, there's a difference there. Um, either way, delegation is is important here. You can get people to edit your videos. You can get people to do your thumbnails. You can get people to upload your videos. You can get people to share your videos. Like there's, there's plenty of people out there that are willing to do these tasks for you. And that's really the best thing to do in any situation in life. If you have the money to do it is find the things that you don't like doing, find the things that you can automate by delegating to somebody and throw it their way because it'll make your life a whole lot easier and you can really focus on the content as much as you want. Kind of a callback to the previous episode, but we've mentioned several times that when Zach started doing YouTube stuff after the music stuff, I'm not talking about that specifically. Yeah, what yeah. I'm bringing up here is Nintendo the History. At the time, um, 
you could you could argue is pretty well produced for YouTube at that point in, in its history. Maybe not like the best video ever, but certainly had some production values to Definitely. it that you would see from most common Let's Play videos. And you may think to yourself, looking back, when you see Let's Play Chrono Trigger Part 55 and the first three episodes of Nintendo History, wait, the same channel could get that and also this? Like, how does that happen? And basically, like, Zach didn't do it himself, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. The whole reason that show got off the ground and got to the point where it was at is because Zach realized very early on that you cannot do that all by yourself. And if he tried, it wouldn't be as good. So he yeah. had that connection, he had this group of people, he had that team, he had that crew, and with that, he was able to get, like, a couple of episodes of Nintendo the History, like, the longest stretch of them so far, even. Yeah. Um, and, and that has to do with how he delegated his time. It, it's hard to be burnt out on something like that when you have a, a crew and stuff who splits up the responsibilities and the task. Another more relevant example would be, like, you know how hard lines on her gaming would be if it was just one guy doing Let's Plays, right? Every day. Be way too fucking much. Um, but because there's three of us there, we're sort of able to split it, and when inevitably one of us gets struck with shit, the other two are there, right? There's sort of a exactly. checks and balances system in place to where if something goes wrong, we can have these other two options, and we're slowly trying to get better at that for that channel too. <laughs> yeah. It, take, it takes a little work for, for all these things, right? But it, you definitely, by delegating or even, like, like Aiden said, group channels, um, you have less responsibility per person. And that's basically what it comes down to. You can kind of wait out the shit that you don't want to do. Because let's be honest, everything that we do for YouTube, we don't like doing. Most people um, don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I can tell you 100% editing this podcast, not particularly fun. It doesn't take a lot of time because I figured out how to do it in like 10 minutes, but it's still not fun. It, it still takes up time that I would rather hire somebody else to, to do for me, right? Um, but that's, you know, you, sometimes early on you just do shit that you, you have to do. Right. Um, the other way to avoid burnout is, again, kind of what we talked about in the commentary episode, is kind of doing like bulk recording and uh, scheduling your videos. So some people think that YouTube YouTubers, and some YouTubers do this, they wake up in the morning, they record their video, they edit it in the afternoon, they upload it in the evening. That is how, <laughs> that's how you burn out on YouTube. Yep. I'm telling you from experience. Me too. That's how you burn out on YouTube. I did that with the Sploder show for literally <laughs> seven or so episodes and got tired of it. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, Don't. I did that with some Binding of Isaac stuff last year. Because that game has like dailies that you can play. And I was like, oh, here's the daily Binding of Isaac run. I better upload this on the day of so it gets that good SEO and clicks and views and shit. And so I would get up at 7 o'clock in the morning before my classes, record <laughs> this episode, edit it in between like lunch and a class. That way it could render because I had a shitty computer at the time or I had a decent computer, but it didn't render as fast as this computer does. Um, <laughs> rendering while I was eating dinner, then I would upload it after rehearsals and shit. It was not sustainable. I did this for like 60 days in a row, by the way. Yeah, long stretch. And then I stopped because I was like, fuck this. Also, because I got the achievement I needed, but. 
Right. Um, Boat recording saves lives, <laughs> basically. Uh, more people should do it, and more people, thankfully, do do it, um, mm-hmm. which is pleasing to hear. Basically, the idea is rather than recording one video every day and killing yourself, you record five videos in one day, and then you have time to edit and schedule them whenever at your leisure, right? Yeah. And so this ends up giving you a little bit more time and wiggle room so that on your not busy days, you can get a lot done. And on your super busy days, you can still have content coming out every week because you're thinking ahead, going through that bulk recording. Obviously, it takes a good planner to get that shit down. Uh, You also have to use your time very wisely if you don't have a lot of it. If you fuck up a lot of recordings that day, you're screwed, basically. Yeah. Um, There are some disadvantages to it, but that'll help you a lot in the long run when it comes to burnout for the more... um, vlog-oriented content, Let's Play-oriented content. Hell, if you do it smart, maybe even podcast stuff, although I probably wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, it can work around. I wouldn't and, do it for podcasts unless, you've, unless you're just doing podcasts. I know... I, I know a... Um, there's there's a group called Duckfeed TV. They do exclusively podcasts, and they probably put out 28 hours of podcasts a week. Um, and so they do bulk recordings um they have like a couple days a week that they they pump out recordings um and it works for them so i don't know if you were a part of a bunch of different podcasts and you didn't have to run them all but you had to be there you know that kind of stuff yeah i would i would definitely schedule them like that schedule them like meetings have a bunch of meetings in a row pretty much um, another good way, unless you had more. Um, um, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, scheduling does or, you know, doing bulk recordings doesn't just stick with recordings. You can do bulk thumbnails. You can do bulk editing sessions. You can do bulk script writing sessions. Um, I do these all the time. Um, I'm going to pump out like three or four different Your Everyday Nerd scripts later on in the next couple of days. And then I'm going to record like five to ten of these episodes in like one day um, so that I can edit them all in like the span of a few few days uh, after I get a figure of how I exactly want to edit those videos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do this for clients too. I typically don't just edit one client video in a day if I have, if I have a, c- a couple of them coming in. I'll sit there for four to six hours and, um, you know, if I have the time to do so and I'll, I'll edit them in that right. bulk book setting but also a lot of people don't realize you can schedule your YouTube videos so after you got the videos oh also book render if you have the opportunity Um, yeah if it allows it do it yeah if you have that ability bulk render your videos because you can hit that play button for the render go to sleep wake up you got eight videos rendered there you go. Um, and then you can schedule all those videos on YouTube. You can drag them all into YouTube, hit upload, um, and then schedule them for different days and different times. And, I mean, I was doing this year one, and it's great. It's a winner. I love it. Yeah. Very nice. Those are, those are probably the biggest ways that I think you can avoid, avoid burnout. And please the YouTube algorithm tremendously. I agree. Um, another way in particular, and this one's a bit less common, but I still think it is valid. I kind of touched on it a bit earlier at the beginning of this topic, 
but uh, having good communication um, with your audience and having good communication uh, to your other YouTube friends and partners can really go a long way in sort of helping each other sort of deal with burnout. Um, mm-hmm. It's super helpful that if I'm going through a low creative streak that I have a bunch of YouTube friends that I can just watch their content and feel inspired again, right? It was hard in the early days of Blue Catch Productions when I didn't know a whole lot of people and I didn't feel like making a video to really like get inspiration from other places because I was like by myself for the most part. But now with the Discord and with people streaming and uh, a lot of people in my Discord making videos, like there's always something I can watch. There's always something I can get inspired to work on or, or, or do something new. And having that community is so freaking helpful. Um, and having commenters who understand what you're coming from and what you're doing is, is nice too. Uh, granted, my community is a small one. I'm not a big animation channel or Jacksepticeye or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because I make my intentions fairly clear about what I do YouTube for and all that sort of stuff, and because I communicate on places like Discord and Twitter that I'm taking a break or doing this or doing that, very rarely, if at all, do people get frustrated at me when there isn't a video out for two weeks because I've done my part in communicating to them where I'm coming from and what I'm dealing with, basically. And I figured, like, you know, some larger YouTubers will say, well, that didn't work for us because our audience is too big and it's too scattered or whatever. And my only response to this is that you just now started talking about this shit. Of course, people are going to (laughs) be thrown off, right? Like, you'd be thrown off if your daily show that you expected every day suddenly posted one day and being like, I'm burnt out. Like, of course, that would be really fucking shocking. Um, but, you know, it's, it wasn't a popular topic before. And so we're just now getting this sort of stretch of it. But I, hopefully uh, people can feel comforted by their community and other YouTubers to sort of um, get through burnout through each other. And I, I think that's a great way of going about it. Yeah, no, I think communication is super important. Um, I think even inside your content, just having having a bit more self-awareness and, you know, letting your audience know, even if it's just a little bit at the end of a video being like, Hey guys, I'm, uh, I, I'm getting a little burnout, uh, and I'm not able to get out of video tomorrow, but I'll be back very shortly. Or, um, I know H3H3 is like having a lot of issues with being burnout. And like, and he was having, he, he's still like, you know, like super depressed about, like his stuff but one of the things that's helped him is that he's still got content coming out in different forms like his podcast um which kind of goes into the other thing which is kind of diversifying not your only your content but your revenue right true and um at first this sounds a little bit counterintuitive because we're talking about like how do you not burn out just do more (laughs) exactly that makes sense right um but what i mean is obviously you kind of want to have your first thing off the ground a little bit more before you start trying to do more um but one of the things that i've seen help uh especially bigger creators uh maybe even medium-sized creators if you're if you're listening um is by having other ways that you're you're making content other ways that you're expressing yourself off of youtube or even on youtube but in different formats and having you know having your money if this is something you do as a living having your money come from other places as well so you're not relying on the youtube algorithm to feed you 
because a lot of people that experience burnout, the reason that that's happening is because they're having to focus on that YouTube algorithm and make sure that it works out for them. Make sure they have those daily videos that are 10 minutes long for their audience to watch. And the reason that is, is because they need to make sure they have that YouTube ad money come in every single month. And if they don't have those videos come out, they won't get that as much money. You you can't afford to miss an upload, especially if you're an animation channel or someone who spends a lot of work on just producing one video each week. And if you miss that video for that week, well, then your channel's dead for a week, Yeah, basically. And even still, we, we have to keep in mind that even if you do get that video out and even if you do get that project out, videos can still do bad, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the title, whether it was your marketing, whether the topic wasn't interesting, so many different fucking factors at play. We almost have to guess what it is each week. There's a chance that the video you thought was going to do well doesn't do well. And then you're just screwed, you know, because you bedded all your eggs into the YouTube basket. Uh, diversifying and adding a variety to your content, putting your stuff out on other platforms, trying new things, and not having to solely rely on the YouTube algorithm, like, not only will it help you with burnout, it'll help you financially as well. It's just yeah. a smart idea and strategy that we've talked about many times on this podcast. Exactly. It's why you see people, and I bring up H3H3 because they're fucking killing it right now. Uh, they're not putting out regular videos, but they put out the podcast every single week. It might even be a couple times a week. I don't know exactly. Um, but that gets them a lot of different you know, donations, and they're doing it live, and then they put that out as a video. Um, and it's a podcast. So they might even be putting it on other platforms. I don't know. They also got their merch line. They got their fashion line. And they just put out a mobile game recently that I'm sure is doing quite well. Um, by having these other avenues of, of, of revenue, they're, they're able to still be able to, you know, pay their bills and be fine, um, without being YouTube's bitch, which is really nice. And for those who aren't relying on money and for those who don't plan to make money at all, this can still help you too. Doing different types of content to change up the norm in your schedule helps a lot, you know? You don't have to necessarily make a video about one topic every week, every day. Try something weird. Try something outlandish. Film a video outside. Do something you wouldn't have done before. Open it up with something weird. Like, anything to keep you invested and in continuing to make videos. Um, by going out there and trying new things and being a bit more outlandish and diversifying and doing scary things like live streaming or starting a podcast or other such stuff can be extremely helpful uh, mm. in a lot of cases. Yeah, you know, creativity is a big part of this whole YouTube thing. And a lot of people get the creativity sucked out of them because of YouTube's algorithm. And even like us, we've talked about we got to niche down our channels. We got to figure out, you know, how we're going to do that. And uh, one of my worries is that I'm creating this show that's going to be daily or almost daily, six days a week. Am I going to be able to sustain that creatively? So I've got to make sure that I put all of my creative work into, you know, not necessarily the topics, but making sure that the script is, you know, creatively fulfilling, making sure that the editing has some creatively fulfilling moments, right? Or else it could burn me out. Right. And And we're by, we're by no means, we're by no means perfect. Um, we messed up. I'm in the process of messing up. (laughs) Uh, you know, life (laughs) happens, things happen, things that are out of your control happen. 
in, in a best case scenario, you plan ahead for that sort of stuff, or you spend all your time doing YouTube, one of the two. I don't know. Um, but we've obviously experienced different forms of burnout in one form or another, and it, it'll be a problem that will continue to persist. There's no way you can truly get rid of it. All the things that we've mentioned can help you, at least for a little while, and may even uh, get you on a creative streak, but eventually that streak will end and you'll get burnt out again and you don't know what to do. I think above all else, it's just important to recognize when you're having burnout and to be able to take the risks to get rid of it because too many people are far too complacent with burnout and just sort of either shrug it off or let it get the best of them. Knowing that you have burnout and wanting to solve it is the the first step above all else to getting rid of it, right? Yeah, yeah, But you have to be willing to try. Knowing that you have an issue is always the first first step um in in anything um knowing that you have an addiction is the first step you know if you're addicted to facebook then cut that shit (laughs) cut that shit (laughs) out right real um yeah no it's 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 tough and it it takes a lot of a lot of self-awareness um for you to kind of step back and be like i know i got to get a video out today i know that's my job i know that's what i want to do um but I'm depressed. What do I do? Right. And and it's, it does suck too, because like, this is the thing that you want to do. And for a lot of people, that's where the crossroads hit. It's like YouTube is the thing that you've been wanting to do for so long and you're doing it and maybe you're even successful at it. Right. That's awesome. You know, let me know how that's going. Um, (laughs) but Maybe you're even successful at it and you're like, well, then I have no reason to complain. Why would I complain about it? And you, you have, you have reasons to complain. Everybody has a reason to complain about something, but it's not the complaining that's going to help it. It's, it's you actively figuring out exactly figuring out ways to manage that burnout. Because if you don't, then you're going to get motivated again and you're going to, you're going to get out of that funk and then it's going to come right back and hit you in the ass. And you're like, all right, it it really, here we go again. And really people who are self-aware will be able to spot when they're going to hit burnout weeks in advance, which shout out to those people. They have what's going on. If they can spot the problem (laughs) before it even happens. Yeah. Um, But typically a lot of creative types go head first into something and don't realize what they're doing. Uh, isn't healthy until way too late into it because that's the type of people we are we get an idea we want to execute on it we go 100 percent on and who cares if it's bad or not let's just get to the next video right we're kind of actively trained that way um so the people who were able to sort of take a step back and realize hmm, this wasn't very fun to do or oh that was very draining maybe i should try something a little bit different next video um if you're that self-aware that can help you out a ton Definitely. Self-awareness is almost the answer to like every single question we have on this podcast. In one form or another. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I, so I think the, the next thing that's important to to realize is knowing early on whether or not you're doing the right thing on YouTube. Um, a lot of people get caught up in these trends. Um, and again, we've talked about it before, but they get, they get caught up in these niches or trends or things that are popular one day and then they have to keep doing it in order to sustain their channel. And oh no, it's day 3000 of my channel and I'm still playing Fortnite. <laughs> this sucks ass. I don't want to do this anymore. Can I kill myself? Right? Like, 
Right. That happens, and it happens a lot, and people get burnt out from that. Mm-hmm. So you have to realize that short-term success does not equal long-term success. And most of the times, short-term success can equal long-term failure and long-term burnout. Yep. And sometimes that can leak all the way down to the foundation of your channel. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that can leak all the way down to the concept. Sometimes that can leak all the way down to how you produce your videos, right? Like these problems can go and seep really deep into it. Um, if If you let it, right? And sometimes... It can take a little bit of drastic measures to get through that, whether, for example, you made a Fortnite channel expecting it to do well, and then Fortnite doesn't get popular, and now you have a dead channel on your hands, right? Like, no amount of switching up the content is going to save that fact that the game is no longer relevant um, when that happens, right. obviously. So that's a case where you would have to sort of sort of scale back a little bit and try something different, right? Um but sometimes it can really do it really can seep down that far that's scary especially if you don't notice it alternatively I still follow a guy that's been playing Binding of Isaac for five years and there's about to be a new DLC released and he's still playing it and he's gonna be playing it and he's he's figured out how to make that content like watchable every single episode because his commentary is just that good um to the point where it's not about the game at all it's just about him so it's you know there's there's ways to to turn these things that you love into into the channels that you want you just really have to make sure that this is something you want to do and at the point that it's something you don't want to do you stop yeah immediately um you'll be saving yourself time you'll be saving yourself heartbreak you'll be saving yourself burnout you'll be saving yourself Health, you know, so many things, even. Um, if you don't like what you're doing, and you know that, and you want to stop, stop. Again, we, we've mentioned it several times. If you need somebody to tell you that, we'll tell you that right away. And this is coming yeah. from YouTube podcast people. We'll be the first to tell you. If you don't want to do it, don't. Cool. <laughs> More power right. to you. Do something different. Because, right, you know, there's probably channels out there that got, like, there's, there's probably like a Minecraft channel out there that got 100,000 subscribers and was like, wow, I'm successful at this channel now. Um, but I don't like Minecraft anymore. I don't want to do this. And they thought about quitting because they didn't like doing it, but they kept doing it anyways. And now they're at 10 million subscribers. <laughs> yeah. There's probably something like that, right? I'm sure. And it's at like, at like that point, then, then what do you do, right? Then you've then you've really burned yourself out to the point of, of no return to the point where you you actually have to start a new channel if you want to do something different. You can't just completely pivot your channel. I mean, you can. Actually, I'll tell you, um, Ray William Johnson. Yeah. He just completely pivoted his channel recently. Um, it's been a while since I've, I've I've looked at his channel. I recently unsubscribed from him. Which was uh, which is weird, but he uh, I watched him all the time going through high school. He ended his main show. He brought it back with new guests. I didn't care for it, so I stopped watching. But I kept subscribing in case he did something else I was interested in. And he recently changed the name of his channel. He's doing something new with it, but it's just not my thing. It's it's stuff that he was doing on Facebook, and I mean he's happy now. He's successful. I'm ha- you know, I'm proud of him. I'm happy of him. He's still following me on Twitter. That's hype as fuck. Yeah. Um, 
But I was like, but he's starting to like mess with like the legacy of his channel. He like changed all of his thumbnails to like work with the new gimmick of his channel. And I was like, this kind of sucks right. as a viewer, but as a creator, like I completely get it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's another part of it too, that I guess we should get into a little bit is that like, not all of it falls on hundred percent necessarily on the creator, not hundred percent necessarily falls on YouTube itself. Um, but the audience who watches these videos really do perpetuate a lot of this stuff, frankly. You know, if all these mm. audience members didn't care that you were taking a break for a while, well, then burnout wouldn't be an issue. Um, yeah. But, you know, people's watch patterns is how YouTube thrives and recommends to other people. So, like, there's there's a, a, maybe a section of the blame pivoted on that about people who were unwilling or don't care or like you know don't bother with it and yeah you can blame them to a certain extent but like there, there are other issues as well i mean at the end of the day yes there there definitely are you you definitely could put the blame on the audience um at times the problem is is it wouldn't do anything right like the audience is grossly bigger than than creators there's way more people that are watching youtube than there are creating youtube videos um the same goes just in general there's more people that that consume media than there are people that create media um and and just to take that a step further there are way way more people that consume media than there are people that create quality media that's true right so it at, at the end of the day we as creators are still if we want to be successful, right, we are still beholden to our audience to a certain extent. I we think still there, have to... Go ahead. I think there's a little bit of just value, maybe from a humanitarian perspective of trying, mm-hmm. however hard that might be, to get your audience to be better people in general, right? Oh, no, I agree. 100%. And that's not necessarily something that affects you or your views or YouTube or hell, even success. Unless you view it that way. I mean, that's up to you uh, personally. Right. I do think though that that conversation needs to be had. I do think that a lot of those behaviors do need to change and more people mm-hmm. need to know about this sort of shit because frankly, for a long time, content creators have either been ashamed or, or scared of burnout as a whole. And that's partially due to the fact that a lot of the people watching these YouTubers were uninformed or didn't know how any of this stuff worked, right? Like, it's important that that conversation happens, even if it doesn't necessarily change YouTube as a whole or anything like that. To at least That's make true. the people watching your videos better people in general is, is is cool to have. But you're right, in terms of success and stuff, we really just have to do it ourselves, basically. You know, you have to yeah. you have to appeal to that audience. <laughs> Well, there's also this thing like I know there's going to people will be there's going to be people that listen to the podcast that aren't dealing with burnout, but they're afraid of burnout. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that they do to make sure that they don't get burnout is that they just don't work. Right. And that's a problem, too. That's not the answer at all. It's not the answer whatsoever. Right. And that's 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 like excuse territory, and that that's that's kind of where I'm trying to go with that. You know, you can't change a billion people, 
or three billion people or however many people are watching YouTube on a regular basis now. You can't change that many people just just by flipping a switch. Both sides need to put in a little bit more work and but effort to get to a common ground, basically. The audience needs to be a bit more understanding and we as YouTubers need to be a bit more open and talking about it, right? And understanding mm-hmm. that it's a thing and uh, working toward those common goals. But yeah, um, people who just sit on it trying to avoid burnout will probably end up having it because turns out being creatively engaged and passionate about a project can get you out of burnout really quick. <laughs> And you can't yeah, do yeah, that yeah, if you're absolutely. not working. <laughs> so, you know. That is, that is also true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the next thing that I can think of, and I, I think I'm ending towards the, the end of the list of things I can think of as far as avoiding burnout. Or if you're, if you're dealing with burnout and you're like, I got to put out a video today, but I can't. One of the things that you can help please the YouTube algorithm is especially if you're starting to get up there in the numbers and you're like you're, you're you've got more a more established audience now chances are you have more established audience now than you did 2 years ago chances are you have more established audience now than you did a year ago chances are that your content a year ago wasn't that awful unless you just started a year ago so you could actually share one of your old videos that didn't do as well that you think is still good and get some extra views and watch time from that video and uh, you could potentially basically still help your your algorithm there. Did that firsthand. Um, Having been someone who did many a YouTube channel before Blue Couch Productions, there were just a lot of videos that frankly when they released on their older channels weren't seen by a lot of people and then once those channels were gone never got to see the light of day ever again basically Mm. and so there were several days where i couldn't do anything or post anything but i had a lot of these older videos from mr mario 952 had a lot of these older videos from school projects uh things that hey now that i have an audience could actually find you know people who like them right (laughs) basically these videos have another shot at life basically and it really did help me on some of those bad days and the thing you got to watch out with that is not trying to get too over reliant on them because eventually you will run out of older content and then people will start asking for new stuff obviously but it can be a great thing in a pinch to get you out of a a bad scenario definitely if you have and you can you can take the aiden approach which i mean he literally shared a piece of his history with his audience. Um, he shared an old video that wasn't uploaded or was uploaded an old channel to his current channel. Or, um, you can do, um, you can basically take an old video that you don't think got as many views as it could have, but you think is still good and post it on Twitter, post it on Instagram be like, here's, here's like, like throwback Thursday type thing, right? Videos, a lot of people think, oh, this video got as many views as it's going to get after the first week or after the first day. And that's far from the truth. Um, you can change the title or the thumbnail or the SEO or all that kind of stuff months, years later and get a lot of, you know, get a lot more like feedback out of that video, get a lot more juice out of it. It's pretty dope. There was a conversation that we had rather recently in the DMs um, mm-hmm. that kind of pertains to this, but we haven't mentioned it on the podcast yet, so I figured now would be a good time to 
bring it up. So Zach, mm. at the end of August, showed me this channel called Jarvis Johnson, uh, mm. who, after the video that he showed me, I started watching a lot of his other stuff. Really cool guy. Um, he's, he's great. He's for Patreon. Clearly knows what he's doing, all that sort of stuff. And Zach brings up that this guy had a video that was published and out for like a couple of weeks, basically. Or was it months? A couple of months. A couple of yeah, months. a couple of months. It did okay. Not amazing, not gangbusters. It was just one of his many different videos. Until he got the idea to change the title of it, I believe. A um, mm. little bit of the SEO stuff in there. And then suddenly, right place, right time, bam, this video is doing incredible, right? Like, 3.1 million views or some shit like that. <laughs> incredible. Just insane. Same video. Same video from several months ago, right? Like nothing changed about yeah. the actual content. Just he repackaged it in a different way that was a lot more suitable to people. And so me and Zach sort of talk about this. Um, I mentioned that this video was kind of reassuring to change some of my titles that I had done recently. And I said, quote, in fact, this might speak to a bigger philosophy of videos not being static after they're uploaded. Videos can change titles, tags, descriptions, and even thumbnails. It might be smarter to view videos as ever evolving or fluid, especially if the algorithm gives videos a second chance if you change something relevant, like Jarvis. And then Zach added, I completely agree. It's kind of reassuring because that means that the lifetime stats of a video are always the most important. No video mm. is truly dead if it's a good video. And it makes sense because companies change their product packaging all the time to entice people to buy it. But that was a little conversation we had at the end of August and it's sort of relevant here. Like, no video is ever truly dead. It's more fluid. It's not static. Yeah. It's it's why um, a lot of people encourage doing evergreen con. Sorry, evergreen content, which is basically content that you can always search for, you can always watch. So if you make a Christmas video... Most of the time, people are only going to watch that during Christmas. But if you make a video like Pokemon Waifus, that's a year-round long video, baby. You know? Yeah, boy. Anybody can watch that anytime. Yeah. So, you know, I've only got 300-something subscribers right now. Um, this video is probably going to do okay by the end of the week. But I doubt it's going to reach 1,000 views or anything like that crazy. Um, mm -hmm. But if once this channel, like starts growing more you better believe like i'm pulling this shit out and like gonna try to get it higher in the future and you know they're gonna make more pokemon games you'll always have at least a once a year opportunity to be like oh new pokemon game here's this relevant pokemon video Boom. that's always there in exactly. case you didn't see it exactly yeah um and i i've also thought about the same thing for like twitter um like i have some quality tweets from back in the day like, once my Twitter account is, like, more followers and shit, like, I'm going to go retweet some of my old tweets and get some more engagement on those things. Heck yeah. So I'm like, those are some good jokes. I don't want them to go, go to waste. Heck yeah. But, uh, it, it, it's, it's a, like, we're, I'm making jokes now, but I'm being serious in the sense that, like, a lot of people just kind of upload their videos and then, like, okay, it's finished, it's done, but... If you have other social media's accounts, um, if you have over 10,000 subscribers, you can share videos with your viewers on the community tabs and shit. Um, it'll show up in their feed. I think people even get notified if they if they have the notifications on. Um, 
Meaning that that's potential viewers that may have not seen that video. And if you think it's still a good video, then why not still share it with your audience? You still put in that hard work. It's not dead. Right. So. You can help you get rid of burnout, too, by reviving those older projects and not have to focus all your time and energy on the new stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it also goes back to kind of what we were talking about in your week on YouTube. Um, I was talking about like making clips for the Lions on our gaming channel and kind of making this micro content. Um, you know, this micro content brings new viewers as well. Um, it's the same content. It's the exact same thing. It's just the highlights of the bigger picture that people wouldn't have seen had it not been put out in a different format. It's just a so, lot more accessible and convenient. Exactly. I agree. Uh... I guess the last thing I can think of that we need to kind of mention, I guess, in the episode about burnout is the obvious health-related um, things that happen. Um, yeah. Granted, you can screw yourself over health-wise without YouTube burnout. Um, it's possible. Very possible. In <laughs> YouTube fact, in general will screw you up health-wise. Yeah, hell, even careful. from a viewer perspective, you can ruin your health on YouTube if you really want to. Yeah, um, we're talking about particularly at least when I picture YouTube burnout and health, is the people who see burnout, realize it's an issue, overwork themselves to get that video out, even though they really don't want to. Mm -hmm. And when you're not into it, and when you're not mentally into it, and you're not physically into it, you really do put your body through some awful, awful hours, and even one night um, editing sprees and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, what we're talking about here is a lot of people that are able to be successful off of YouTube will turn this into their full-time job, which right. is awesome. And that is that is what people want, right? Like, that's what I want um, at some point is to have this the full-time job, not be editing for other people, not to have to work a part-time job, not to do all that kind of stuff. But what that also means is that you work your own hours. You figure out how many hours you want to spend on a project and you do that yourself. There is no clocking in and clocking out. It's completely up to you. And so what that ends up meaning is that if you need to put a video out and it's two o'clock in the morning and you haven't gotten your video for tomorrow done yet, well then boy, buckle up because it's about to be an all nighter. All right. And uh, it's not fun. I've been personally trying to, I did a lot of all nighters in college. Um, <laughs> like multiple a week it was awful um and that was mainly because i was a double major i was in all these things and i was trying to do youtube it was ridiculous but uh here recently i've been trying to actually get some proper sleep um, sleep can go a long way to it can. <laughs> health wise it can um yeah. so I guess, I guess my point here is like Aiden said, you know, you you wanna you wanna avoid burnout because if you don't, then you're gonna end up with all these all nighters, and these all nighters are not fun. And as, as fun as it is to do a lot of editing, sometimes it's not fun to be out for thirty six hours. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that's the end the of the truth. statement. That's it right there. This is not fun. Ain't that's <laughs> the truth. Just in general, it don't even have to be YouTube. If you're up for thirty six hours on a reel. Your body's not in a good state. Awful. I'm familiar with you. I don't need awful. to be a doctor to say that. But <laughs> I don't like being up for six hours some days. Most less. Days. 
36. Holy yeah. cow. Holy cow. Um, couple things you can do to help. Obviously, number one, the big one, sleep. Like, yeah. just go to bed, you know? Miss a video if you have to. Get some, get some sleep, please. Um, number two, chances are, if you're at your desk and you're editing for long periods of time, you either don't go eat and you end up starving, or <laughs> you have a bunch of crap on your desk like I do, and you just, like, pick out while you're working, basically. Not a great idea either. Um, crumbs get everywhere. Not the point, though. <laughs> what you could do is have a little bit of, you know, some healthy healthy snacks there. You know, a little bit of granola, a little bit of, uh, not salad, because people don't eat salad. Uh, lettuce, iceberg, <laughs> just a bag of lettuce. Carrots? What? <laughs> people like carrots, right? I don't know. Have, having some healthy food and alternatives yeah. in your line of sight when you're hungry, you'll eat it. Right? Obviously, if you're full and you have healthy stuff next to you, you probably won't because there are better options. But if you change your surroundings and change your environment with healthy stuff while you're working on stuff and while you're hungry, you'll have a chance to eat it more. And then the last thing is during those editing binges, during those long hours of the night, be sure to at least at one point take a, take a little break, maybe 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long you need, and just do something. Whether that's a jog, a shower, a sandwich making thing, saying hi to somebody, making a phone call, literally anything yeah. to break it up. Take a shit. I don't know. Do what you got to do. I mean. uh, do something to break it up. Uh, your body will thank you in the long run. <laughs> yeah. I, in, in regards to snacks, um, I, so I don't eat a whole lot of snacks myself. If I'm hungry, I typically try to cook something. Uh, and by cook something, sometimes that just means microwavable food. Um, so that's not healthy, but the, the, my point is, is if you, you get in the mindset of not buying snacks, you won't eat as many. Um, I know that I've bought, I don't like eating chips a whole lot, but if I buy Doritos just cause I want them randomly and I put them near my desk, like that bag will be gone in like a day. Yep. <laughs> so that that definitely is important so i try not to keep food in my room unless i'm like eating an actual meal uh a bottle of water bottle of water let me tell you yeah. i bought this 33.8 fluid ounce bottle it's one liter from spinks probably two and a half months ago <laughs> mm. i'm still using this bottle for water heck yeah <laughs> um you can go buy you a fancy bottle i should probably do that at some point but let me tell you this bottle it's 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 working it's near my desk at all times. Uh, since I'm at my desk a lot, it works. Really, yeah. what water is super important. I have a mini fridge right next to me. And granted, mm-hmm. a lot of that does have snacks and stuff. But always make sure, at the very least, I have like six or seven bottles of water. So that if I'm at my desk working on something, bam, mini fridge is right there. Get a little bit of water. And I'll tell you another thing. Um, since me and Zach are both soda free as of ooh, the 10th of uh, September already? Holy shit. Yeah. This year's going by too quick. Anyway, as Is of September right? 10th, we have been off soda uh, for the most part. And you'll be surprised that once you cut it out, having things like water and healthy stuff, you get a lot of that energy that you you know had while going on sugar highs and then crashing. Like You drink water, there's no crash, my guy. <laughs> you can just move right along. You also realize you don't want that soda as much anymore. Yeah, you don't need it. It's not real. I'm not dependent on water like I was on soda, basically. 
and when you're yeah. not dependent on it, you can get back to your work and do more stuff, right? So that's mm-hmm. important. Have water near you always. That's that's a good thing. It's good. Uh, get up and use the bathroom. Like you, sure. you joked about taking a shit, but like, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm working on a video, like I try to. The Pokemon waifu's video, I was, like, trying to work on it. I was trying to get as much of it done as quickly as I can, and I was, like, getting really into it. And you can oftentimes, your body will tell you, hey, go take a piss. You'll be like, no, let me finish this thing first. Um, no. Listen to your body. If you got to go use the bathroom, go use the bathroom. Um, people have Never thought we'd be giving <laughs> bathroom advice on the YouTube podcast, I mean, but here we are. But it's important. Like, it's it, important. It's yeah. honestly important for your health. And for this burnout thing, because oftentimes the people that burn out are either the people that don't like working as much and they didn't realize that they had to work as much for this thing, or the people that love working and they overwork themselves. Yeah. Um, and the people that overwork themselves can often forget about health, uh, which is like hashtag relatable. So. Getting out um, and doing other things can help too. Help you get inspired. Help you get back into the mood. Take your mind off things. Yes. The, the plus. You you joked about taking a shower as well. Let me tell you, Heck if you don't yeah. go anywhere. You might think, oh, there's no reason for me to take a shower today. Take a shower. Yeah. Just take one. If you live with other people, they'll thank Definitely. you. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they'll thank you. Take a shower. Oh. I try to take a shower every day. That's still my goal. Even if I, if even if I'm not going anywhere. I still take a shower every day. Um, usually I take one when I wake up or before I go to bed, but I'm getting to the point now where it's, since I'm not going anywhere, if I'm like working on something and I'm like, all right, I fucking need a break. I'll just get up and be like, all right, take time to take a shower. Yeah. Works out really well that way. Yo, you've um, heard of a daily uploads. So now you're ready for daily showers. <laughs> daily showers, please. Yeah. Uh, and especially if you go somewhere, take showers. <laughs> yeah. That's important. In general, yes, you were correct. Uh, that's that's a bonus value tip. It's a right bonus there. value tip right there. Hell yeah. Um, and then I know that I want to get a treadmill soon. I've been talking about it. Finances oh, yeah. are very, very fucking low right now. So I haven't been able to do it yet. But hopefully in the next couple months I can get a treadmill. My goal is... Like, I'm going to set a timer on my phone, like, a, like an alarm system on my phone for, like, every hour that I'm sitting at this desk. I'm going to be like, all right, time to take a 10-minute break and just go fucking run on the treadmill, put on some, put on a YouTube video. Yeah. So, I'm excited about that. It'll be, it'll be lit. Um, I'm actually really excited about that. But, yeah. As far as burnout stuff was concerned. That's all I have, too. Wow. We done? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think Hopefully that was helpful. Done. I hope it was helpful as well. I know a lot yeah. of people deal with, with burnout. I've dealt with it in the past. I'm sure Aiden has dealt with some of it in the past as leave, well. Leave a comment if you took a shower. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm going to take one in like an hour and a half. Probably. We're going to read all, we're gonna read all the shower comments. <laughs> the shower comments. It's oh pretty hype. So, speaking of comments, speaking of comments, let's get into the uh, news. Right into it. Right into the news. So we have a couple from 
26 and 27. It's the ones that I haven't hearted yet. Um, because I heart them right after we read them on the podcast, usually. That's sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So, you want me to do the one on 27? That's yeah. The one. And then I can read the two from Gengar. Yeah. Alright. So, on episode 27, the last one we did, the first year on YouTube, Patient commented, Living by myself is the literal dream. God, I wish it was me right now. I think for me, living with people is an absolute drain even though I'm pretty extroverted. Home is a place for me. I can't get that place to myself. My family all frustrate me beyond belief. (laughs) Not sure if that could be considered ambivert, but hey. I don't really have a whole lot to add to this podcast, so let's get it, I guess. Well done, (laughs) Sanch Schneider and (laughs) A-Danch Matthew. (laughs) The Sanch memes are strong. That's good. No, No, there are definitely people like that. Yeah. Um... I was really excited to live by myself. I still love living by myself, technically. Um, I mean, I got a roommate. Um, but there are times where I'm like, I have no transportation. I'm just here all day, every day. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm living living a YouTube hell. Yeah. Um, and granted, like, I didn't have fine. 30 siblings and abusive parents and I did. 30 no, I didn't have abusive parents, but I had 30 siblings. You know, <laughs> like, some people have it a lot more worse. I had Ethan, yeah. mom, dad, little dog, Allie, little chihuahua, and uh, now a new addition being a little orange kitten named Millie who we found and it showed up. But That's pretty cute. small, pretty comforting, like nice to be around for a lot of people. Don't have any problems with a lot of them. So for me, it was hard to leave that behind. Because I came from I came from a good place, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Other people like not as much. <laughs> they want to leave, and that's totally cool. You go, you go. But I'm doing I, That's good. I love my family deeply. Um, I'm, I'm a family man, but I have six younger siblings. <laughs> so, <Pass. laughs> I was ready to get out. <laughs> I was ready to get out. And uh, college did wonders for me. College was my was my out. Um, and now, now I'm living with Damien, which has roommate. its own challenges. <laughs> <laughs> the realist roommate. <laughs> nah, Damien, Damien's great. He a real one. He he is a real one. All right, Thank you for so the comment. Patient. Yeah, as always. Thank you. So we have two comments from Gengar. Guy. You want me to read both of them, or? Yeah, just just you go ahead. Go ahead, actually. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so these are from episode twenty six. He said he'll write the comments for twenty seven at some point. Mind you, these are part two and three to an already established uh, comment that I don't understand that we read last time. So yeah. here we go. <clears throat> ha ha! Yes, gamers. Commentary is a mood topic. H. Esket it with this comment. Firstly, it is like top ten most annoying boy hours when you witness a fellow, when you witness a fellow try and do commentary and stuff with either a shitty mic or a very monotone voice. I'm naturally monotone monotone myself, but I think regardless of that, at least some effort should go into trying to sound like a schmexy pro commentator or just normal, I guess. If not, then you just be sounding like a knockoff chills. Ha ha, number 15, XDXD. What? <laughs> now, that's on Epic. It's even more annoying when it's a video that has to be energetic to keep viewers entertained, like a podcast or a countdown. Now, for the... Oh, shit. So, hold on <laughs> one second. 
I uh, was messing with my TV remote for some dumb reason and accidentally changed the channel on the TV, so I can't see. I can't see the rest of the comments. So idiot. <laughs> you could say that again. Hold on one second. There we go. We're back. Technical difficulties. Professional podcast over here. <laughs> it's even more annoying when it's a video that has to be energetic to keep viewers entertained, like a podcast or a countdown. Now, for the mic problem, I understand that not everyone can afford mics like the Yeti AT2020 and stuff, but like if you record audio with a second hand toaster, I think it'll be smarter to rest until you can afford at least a BM800 or some shit. Let's get it. Book recording is tasty if you are gifted with the ability to keep bringing up new things and keep being funny and shit for a long period of time in one go. Also, that momentum misconception is not true to be a TBH honest age. In actuality, it's kind of the opposite because you may have run out of interesting things to say or whatever, and then recording becomes a dragon stuff because you don't have any new anecdotes or comments on videos to talk about. But in general, correct execution of bulky boy recording equals to real life saver hours. Very esthetic age. Commentary is a tasty thing. After achieving experience, a career can open up to you in the form of radio, voice acting, and stuff. I would love a voice acting career myself. Not gonna lie, in GL. Great. So before we get into the comment, though, yeah, I just remembered another moment from your video. <laughs> yeah, I was up real late boy hours. <laughs> yeah, that line. <laughs> that was that was that was good. Anyway, the comment. <laughs> the actual yeah. comment. Um, there's some good shit here. There's there's some good shit. You have to dig around a little bit. But uh, <laughs> no, I agree. Ages. I mean, commentary, we didn't talk about it, but commentary obviously can lead you to radio, voice acting, that kind of stuff. Big time. Um, as far as the mic thing goes, I agree. I think if, you're, if your mic isn't, you know, at least decent, then sitting, you know, doing something else with video until you're able to do that is probably going to be good um, or get a work get a part time job hustle that way you'll bit. have no regrets later on when you look back at your video and realize you had a crappy mic and thought why did I record this <laughs> yeah because I did that happen. oh it was my for, laptop mic <laughs> for the radio thing too I've been having a broadcasting class in college because it's part of the communications major so much fun so much that's fun. cool it's like this YouTube stuff, basically, but a little bit more, you know, like a professional level. There's more equipment and stuff and all that sort of thing. But they're very much yeah. one and the same in, in how you execute it and talk. Um, doing YouTube videos for two years has helped me very much anytime we've had to go into a radio station and record something. Because I already have a voice. I already have a way of doing things. Exactly. Sliding right in. So, yeah, if you do YouTube and you want to try to get into radio and stuff, they're very similar. You know, I did a live radio show for a year. Um, in my college a couple years ago so yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wish That's radio good. was a bit more more popular than it is you know yeah, maybe it's just I like mean, a distribution thing more than anything it, it's starting I mean with podcasts and stuff it's starting right. to get brought back a little bit more but it's just right. in a different format right yeah but, fair enough oh yeah. the uh, momentum misconception thing he mentioned it wasn't true because you may have run out of interesting things to say or whatever I think for me, being that I'm off the cuff and that I don't write a lot of stuff down, for me it's helpful to do bulk recording back to back to back because I can get into a flow and a rhythm and I'm able to sort yes. of come up with more stuff. Granted, you do it for too long, you're going to get burnt out regardless, right? Agreed. But I think those long pauses in between episodes 
leads to a series with a bunch of different moods where the beginning episodes are cool and then the later ones you get a little tired and then other ones are like angry like doing them all back to back kind of creates a little bit of a consistent vibe that sometimes i'm a fan for in let's plays depending but for people who write stuff down for people who plan and for people who don't have the energy to go that long it can be very draining so i understand where you came coming from there there's definitely a balance there, there's like a balance that you have to find and it's it's literally you start recording the videos and at the moment that you're like I'm too tired to do this you stop sure right and it, it's kind of like with the whole burnout episode that we've been you know doing this entire episode right it, it, you kind of you kind of go back and you're like okay how can I avoid finding this burnout three four videos in a row I can do but five I can't well then that's my goal right, right. so yeah. I mean, I, I saw this with Binding of Isaac content last year as well. Um, I was able to, doing the daily videos, I was doing like two to three of these videos a day. Um, some of these I had to record every single day because of the, the nature of the type of video because it was a daily run and it changed every day. Um, so I was able to talk about the things from that day and I could just naturally do that. But then I could naturally bring that energy and anything else going on in the day or anything else I wanted to talk about into the next recording that I wanted to record for that day. If I had the time to record them. Right. Fair enough. But yeah, Thank lots of good stuff here. Thank yeah. you, my boy. One more comment to go. We don't have any from the, the uh, email first at all this week. We do not have anything from the email. We do not. Okay. We do have um, Akinath, Akinata, or hopefully I'm saying that right. He sent me a message saying he came from the Pokemon Waifu video, said that he checked out the podcast, and told me to tell you to join clubs on campus so you wouldn't be bored and you could get out I'm of your one room. one step ahead of you. <laughs> you yeah. But, but thank uh, you. Thanks for checking thank out that there. podcast. Thank you for the advice, too. I'm glad people were, were concerned. <laughs> yeah. He also told me, um, because he was asking me uh, when the next episode we were going to record. And I say, yeah, we're about to record soon, like today. And he said, hope everything goes smoothly and remember to turn off your phone so they don't ring in this one. So also good advice. <laughs> that was my Did fault. they catch a ring? Yeah. I know I had several calls, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it was my notifications. Cause I, um, yeah, I think I was waiting on a particular phone call. So I had it, I had it up a little bit. Yeah. But you got rid of all my, yes. Or whatever. Cool. Yeah. All those are good. Cool. I'll read the last Gengar guy one since you just did that Twitter comment there. Okay. Uh, we can end it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gengar guy left a comment and says, haha, yes, gamer, epic roommates are tasty. This <laughs> comment is going to be a bit short since I don't have time. Sorry. Oh, the other ones are taste. The, the use of the word taste here really <laughs> me off. It just keeps repeating it. I'm a little concerned. Uh, I shall try not to undervalue myself. Thank you for appreciating my comments. As always, thank you for doing a thingy boy. Um, oh, yeah, covering my suggestion. My mind went blank and it can be asked to go back and change that at Skedit. H gamers, you guys are awesome. Keep occurring in an epic manner. Thanos car. <laughs> this comment may be posted too late. Ramp. <laughs> Well, I don't know unfortunately, meme. unfortunately, yeah, it wasn't posted too late. Yeah. Um, I just learned about the Thanos card meme last night. Apparently, <laughs> there's a purple car. Oh, no. It's like a purple Jeep that has a, uh, a thing in front of it that looks like Thanos' chin. <laughs> no. 
And so, for some reason, because the internet's fucking dumb, <laughs> it's a meme. <laughs> oh, wow, you're right. But it's not a good meme. People just put, just say Thanos car randomly. Right. Thanos That's is more of a meme. pink color than this. this. This is more like a Grimace purple. Yeah. You know yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> that's that's the meme. That's the meme right there. Uh, it's like you to introducing me to that meme, Gengar. Yeah, I only found out <laughs> by watching PewDiePie last night. Cause look at all this garbage. <laughs> no, it's bad. It's awful. It's not funny. Wow, <laughs> it's so bad. I hate the internet. Some days, ninety percent of days, I hate the internet. The other 10%, I'm like, I, I, I love the internet. If the internet didn't exist and I wasn't able to be, like, if I wasn't able to do this, and if I wasn't able to do music, um, I would, like, go to Alaska or some shit and just, like, live off the land. Like, that would be my that'd be my other option. In your Thanos car? And, and, and in the Thanos car. And with that being said, I'm done. Great. Thank you for all the comments uh, from Gengar, the Twitter comment we got. Patient, all you yes. people. Feel free to leave a comment on this episode, whether you do it through Twitter, YouTubes, or email. You can email us if you listen to this podcast on other places like Spotify and Apple Music. Simply email at Zack Snyder Productions or Prod. I always forget. Productions at gmail.com. Also. Gmail.com. Shout out to Aaron at For the Love of Tech on YouTube for supporting the podcast through Anchor. You can you can support the podcast for one, five, or ten dollars a month through Anchor.fm slash another YouTube dash podcast. Or it's link is in the description and all the show notes and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really helps us a lot. Well, uh, appreciate it. Yes, sir. Oh. Feel free to keep leaving suggestions. We're going to keep reading them. Yes. Also, SEO episode, episode 30. We're still on track for that. It's coming. Get hype. Get hype. <laughs> Question of the day. Have you experienced YouTube burnout or burnout in general? And what have you done to uh, to kind of come back and bounce, off, bounce back from that? Yeah. Personal stories, advice, whatever you got, would be willing to read it and listen to it on this podcast. Yes. Second question of the day: Why is Let's Go Pikachu going to be the best Pokemon game of all time? <laughs> you know what you just did there? You just gave Patient an excuse to vent about this game. She's been venting and venting and venting and has nowhere to put that unbridled I just pulled up Twitter. And you. The first thing I see. Not even lying. The first thing I see. It's Twitter. Uh, It's her talking about that game. You just gave her an outlet. That's what you did. Get ready to read the five paragraph comment (laughs) about why Let's Go Pikachu Uh, is the worst thing in existence and Splishy Splash or whatever is the worst move. Of all time. That's pretty great. You've done messed up. All right, boys and girls. Well, thank you so much for watching this episode. Um, I've been Zanch. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been Ed Danch. (laughs) And thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Thanos car. Vroom, vroom. Bye. Fucking hell. Bye.